Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Cock, here we are, another year, 2024. You're happy winning the gaming quiz for the third time. I think we believe we actually figured it out on the call, but you must be happy with that. The year starting off in, in thrilling style, and uh, you've got your FGL draft, your FGL team out there, you're in your teams. What's, what's 2024 going to be for you? It's all started well, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, I won that quiz. My Alzheimer's kicked in, though, so I don't even remember the other one thought it was two but it's allegedly three three um, now yeah finally got a, uh, well a good draft like position so second which i'll absolutely take and then picked first which mm. uh you know i think that's maybe a misguided pick uh um, <laughs> from paper but uh i'll take it all the same you know i don't think i'm worthy of a first pick but no you know it, it's is nice it all- to go up a little bit is it all downhill from here? No. Why no? would it be? Well, no, you know, it gets crumbles. Things just, crumble easily, don't they? Just got to keep an eye on it is all. That's all that is. It's managing that thing. Looking for those. Reminding yourself when a new game, because that's the thing this year, I think. there are. We'll probably get into it. But it's a bit of a sort of dead duck of the year. But there are bound to be at least, what, two or three games that no one knows are coming that are going to get dropped, mm. you know, announced and dropped this year. You would think... I'm not saying they're going to be AAA, you know, top of the Rangers, but they could well be, you know, one below that. And uh, remind yourself they've got announced and get them as soon as that window opens. That's key. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good that you kind of touched upon that just so I can set up the episode. This is going to be a bit of a look forward at 2024. We're not going to go too far into the future, though. I think previously we've done Gaming's Most Wanted. I've gone like 10 games for the whole year and some of the took that people put on there and it's stuff that's like you get like people putting gta 6 like two years ago i'm like it's not it's, it needs to be in the realms of possibility so i decided to scope it down for this particular year and actually we're only going to do q1 of 2024 here with a hopefully come back if with you or others to do q2 q3 q4 because in this period i think we can generally say the games that we've picked have got a release date for one thing and we are expecting them now they could get pushed by a couple of months but it's unlikely that many of these will get pushed out of the year so at some point during 2024 we'll play it um, whereas I think the last few years we have 10 games on there and about three of them would end up arriving and I don't know I don't know about you I don't know if I'm just getting old or more cynical but I just don't like to get over excited about things that are just like even GTA 6 that's a perfect example it's going to be amazing but I'm like it's 2025 they've put on the trailer. Probably going to get pushed to late 2025. Like, what's the point in even thinking about it? Like, it, it, there yeah. really is no point. We've got we've got five games on our list here that we've listed. We've got, you know, we've got one that's kind of shared between us. But these are coming imminently, so why not focus on those? Agree or disagree? Oh, no, 100% agree. I think as well, I know obviously it's hard with a game like GTA 6 in particular, but you enjoy, I think, the, the more, the least, the less I know about things, the more... Mm. um i've enjoyed them like especially films less you know i guess 
it works for all media, but as long as you kind of know you're tapped in to know it's coming, watch one trailer, yeah. you know, then wait for a, you know, with games, you're probably going to wait for a review, I am, because mm. 50 to 70 UK pounds is a lot of, and it's, it's an investment. You don't want to be wasting that. So, but that's all you need, that kind of, you know, little bit of buzz, trailer. Yeah. One couple of reviews from trusted sites and then go in and that you'll enjoy it much more than getting on the hype train and being, you know, doing the apps and deciding what a story should be in your head, <laughs> waiting seven years and being wildly disappointed. Yeah. I mean, one, one game that we're both playing at the moment, kind of almost parallel, quite a bit in front of you, in fact, is Alan Wake 2. I'm just thinking, like, there were people that loved the original Alan Wake and had to wait literally 13 years for it. So I wonder what their kind of hype levels were. Where I was kind of indifferent, but it kind of crept yeah. up on me. Didn't get it at launch, saw the reviews, and I was like, that's scoring pretty well, and it's sounding like pretty interesting. And then since I've dived in, I've been overall pretty impressed. And again, that was a low radar yeah. one. Whereas, like you say, yeah. the likes of the Metal Gear Solid fired the Phantom Pain, where I'd written the ending it all joined up it completed the saga linked back in with the original metal gear is what i had in my head because you know it kind of said that in the trailers that it's going to come full circle and it wasn't even close and it was one of the most bitterly disappointing narrative pieces that i've ever had to experience so i i do i do agree with that with that approach when you say you look at reviews you do you check the aggregate score do you have like sites that you go to or individuals even i know a lot of people have streamers or youtubers they'll go to but what what is the process for just sort of checking on something because you don't want to you don't want want the review to reveal too much about the game if you've gone so long without knowing the finer details but you do want to get an idea of you know whether it's up to snuff really i'm pretty broad with it so really just the aggregate is fine for me and then Mm. i will pick like one or two and i don't even want to say they're not trusted they're just you know the big boys you know you're a gamer ign something of that ilk and I, you know, just to kind of read a spoiler-free review, and often I don't even read it all. I just Scan kind of, for it and... yeah, just I, because I, I know by that really, like with the aggregate score, I'm already then on board. It's purely then, mm. you know, that that normally comes out, you know, day of or a week or so, and whatever it is. So you, that is your little bit of hype at that point. I'm like brilliant, but I, I've, I've enjoyed everything, all media, so much more since, like I said, since I've stopped following every i used to you know follow all the websites you know find bloody empire magazine for films i'm like what am i doing do you know what i mean it's, it's just it's a road to disaster in it i remember you talking to me about empire and saying that it was sort of ruining this was i thought that was a few years ago you binned that like it was it's good, been, like, yeah. over over half a decade ago even like that long ago where i mean i remember the process of you saying yeah i've just stopped doing it I've, this last year whenever that was you was like i've enjoyed films so much more rather than having empire yeah. every month or whatever it was and getting the load it's down. not an easy thing to do though is it because like if you're no. kind of like a, a medium you want to sort of you know if you've got free time you kind of want to read up and know what's coming and yeah that you know hyping yourself for something is like a lot of fun but mm. it, it does it is a bad path to be on because you're only ever going to be most of the time disappointed because it's not going to live up to in certain ways you know i mean it'd be interesting like alan wake is a great example like mm. i'm loving it is yeah. somebody else who's waited 13 years loving it? Or are they annoyed uh, with what they've done with it? Exactly, yeah. Right? It's uh, Having played both, it's very different. So if you're expecting more of that, you're not getting that, but you are getting, I guess, the narrative piece that maybe that's what people are most interested in. But yeah, it's interesting. It's actually, that reminds me of like 
because I, I watch wrestling, like pro wrestling and whatnot. Mm. And there was a time when I used to listen to like podcasts that were current with it. They'd talk about all the backstage stuff and then you'd have people saying, oh, this is what they're going to probably do next. It kind of just ruined... Like the constant nitpicking used to really just annoy me. I was like, I can't even sit back and enjoy this because from every corner, everything's got a, an issue apparently. And what I took to do was I basically didn't listen to any of those podcasts for three months and I still have them in my <laughs> in my feed. I just listen to them now almost retrospectively. And I'm like, oh, this is a bit more... Yeah, like, They still moan, but it's already gone and passed and actually their predictions just think, well, that's not come true. <clears throat> I've started doing it with game as well. Like I've just stopped listening to like gaming current podcasts and yep. I'll just get to them when they get to my feed from like in, in three months time, um, yep. which seems a bit batshit crazy, like for, for news stuff. But I just find that it's, it's actually like an interesting wrinkle to that because it doesn't, it doesn't suck you into all the noise around sort of the, the product or the show or the game that you're trying to enjoy. You're just kind of able to go back and sort of relive that period and think, oh yeah, that's that's sort of, I agree with what was going on there. Well, actually, no, I disagree, but it doesn't matter at that time because I've already processed and enjoyed said period. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes also like your your opinion gets kind of, I don't know if I'm just a sponge or just a copycat, you know, like it does, I feel like your opinion gets a bit tainted by mm. hearing people talk about it really fresh because you've yeah. almost formed an opinion already, especially if you do trust the people you're listening to. You're like, their opinion's my opinion. They're like, yeah. I've heard myself spout stuff like that. Oh, I've heard it's this, I've heard it that. But yeah, yeah I have, but doesn't mean it's true. I've not played it, so it's not actually my opinion at all. No, absolutely. Well, look, that's a, a good little intro section that we'd normally do. I'll do the, the Needful. This is Idle Game Chat, Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast. This is the first, I'd say, normal episode of the year. The, the fantasy gaming draft has gone up, public feed and for Patreon. So that's up and out there. If people have missed that, definitely go and check that out. It's always a good laugh just hearing those two slag half the competitors off. Um even though the Grand Prix is so hard, like ridiculous 60-odd games have to come through that. And uh, trying to win it is, is proved difficult. But yeah, we're here every week mostly, unless it's a bank holiday in the UK, or if I'm deathly ill, which happened once last year. Although, because we've got game impressions, I just put our Street Fighter chat on there. That was an hour. Done. So it didn't matter, really. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital. That's the place to go if you want to support us. Join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. Now for this episode, this show, this is a bit of a, as I said, a short term preview of 2024. But we're also going to have a little bit of a look back as well because we've got all of our stats in from the various wrapped slash year in reviews from the different platforms that we've played on. And I wanted to touch on them. I'm not going to dig too deeply into them, but I thought it'd be interesting to compare the list, particularly on PlayStation where we've got a level of parity and... Um, We've played a decent amount of games each on there, whereas like Switch, I played one, uh, which is interesting. And Xbox, interestingly, you didn't play any, and we'll get to, to all that. But I wanted to start off this game is most wanted. No particular order here. These are all going to be just in release order. We have a little chat about them, what we're excited about. And then at the back end of that, there are some honourable mentions that I've got. And these aren't necessarily games I'm going to play, the honourable mention. I'm actually more intrigued about how they do. Like... There's just a couple on there. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just, I just want to track that and just see how it ends up coming out. But let's not beat around the bush much longer. 
So we've got the 19th of January 2024, and it's The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. That is on your list. That's on my honourable mentions list, um, purely because I'm not going to play this at launch or even this year, because I want to go back through Part 1, and I haven't got Part 1 yet. So it's sort of that blockage, and it's just going to be it's going to be like another year before that that gets done. Um, but this is a little ten pound upgrade jobby for those that have the disc still, haven't traded it in, or have a, a digital copy of it. But you've recently replayed the PS4 version of this on your PS5. I don't know if you finished it, but yeah, yeah, I did, you, yeah. you you did finish it. So mm-hmm. I was I was a little bit surprised to see it on here, although it is. I'm really looking forward to going back to this series when time permits, but. Talked about the part two remastered. Are you interested in this roguelite mode that they've put in there? Or is that just a complete nonsense for you? You're not even in, not even going to try that. Didn't even know they'd done that. What's happening there? <laughs> they're, adding like new, they're adding a new mode basically where and this is really high level. You you complete an encounter and it gets you to the next stage. You retain some stats over. It's, and if you fail, right. you go back. It's one of those ones where you yeah. got to string together a few. But I will say the combat in part two is really good. So actually yeah. it might be fun just to have a blast of that. Cause I, cause Val, uh, sorry, Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok's got that Valhalla mode, which is a similar kind of idea in the combat. And that's great. And I jumped into that over Christmas. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is great to get back into, but as a main course, probably not. Not what's required, but yeah, talk to me. Last was part two remastered. Is it going to get another playthrough? Is that what we're suggesting? It it? Yeah, yeah. I think these games, I've, I've, I don't know, it's not exact, but the first one now in different forms, I've probably almost played it once a year for the last five years, mm. perhaps. And that's kind of because, you know, they've, they've updated it as well and whatnot. And I've, you know, so even when I wasn't maybe going to do it, I'm like, hang on a minute new version yeah. 70 uk pounds for that but wow. played it and traded it yes. um and i've played two twice now um yep. and i actually enjoyed it more the second time so and to be honest i didn't realize i flew through it because i saw on that stat thing it was like 11 hours and i was shocked that i'd done it that quickly um hmm. i don't know if that was a second i don't maybe i played it in two i don't know how it's been tracked but i definitely beat it but um yeah yeah, I love that game. And story, you know, although controversial, is good. And yeah, seeing it now in its best form. Yeah. Yeah, it was going to be the, the the best way to play it. So yeah, I, I, the only question really is when I play it and do mm. I play one first again? Have you played part one as in the remake they did for PS5? So I played it in all forms. So I played it on like the PSV, PS3 original, yep. PS4 upgrade, yep. and then PS5 yeah. remaster so yeah i think that's the, all three versions yeah so you'd actually you'd be tempted to go back to that again that that remake from was it last year or the year before i can't remember what it was now it's a couple of years well ago, no because if, if i did i've sold that so i'll probably go back to the one that i've got you know locked into my i guess it's part of the three games isn't it the 23 is it one of those yeah i think it will be yeah i've definitely got, got it on my mind. hard drive yeah i've still yeah. got it so that would be that version which is absolutely fine yeah we have a nice bump when you finally pop this one in. Um, mm. This one's retained at 40 UK pounds on Amazon. I just checked it. And it's a £10 upgrade if you have the PS4 disc lying around or if you've got it on your account somewhere. Um, there's a lot of controversy about part one because they were asking for £70 UK pounds for that remake. I mean, this absolutely is more reasonable, isn't it? It's not, it's not even a debate to be had about that. Um, like almost half the price granted they haven't done as much work but 
the effect's the same. It's bringing forward a game to the PS5. So we're going to have to play yeah. the best version of the part two now. Yeah, 100%. I think this is, especially like a, a, a big majority of people have probably kept this game anyway. Mm. So £10 is, I know like other games have done this. It's just, this is the best way of doing it as a consumer, isn't it? It's, it's almost a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. I feel I mean, like even if you had no intentions of playing it soon, just knowing that that's there, you'd, it, it'd probably tease you back in. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I have thought about it and I was like, why am I even thinking about it? Because it will... You know, one day it will come onto that subscription service, but I think by then I'll I'll be out of the subscription game. Twenty twenty five, I'm free of all that shit. Game Pass, PlayStation, it's all gone. Um, so I'm really kind of looking forward to that. But if it comes on before, then it'd be stupid not to to use that. Um, but they haven't put part one on yet. That's been out a fair while. Yeah. That's what's resisted me from playing it, to be honest, because I was like, I feel like it should be on there soon, and therefore I shouldn't pay for it. Though it has been on sale for thirty five quid, which is much more reasonable but again if I've got the time to play it it's, it's, a, it's a moot point really that's it I'm it's sitting there collecting digital dust on the hard drive or even just in the library um, there's no way this can really go wrong is there like I can't see how this can it's going to be the best version of one of the great games of the PS4 like people are going to revisit at this at a fair price at like, a fair yeah. price like, I really yeah. can't think of much stink that's going to come onto this it's going to annoy people Sure. I mean, it'll start the whole debate about the game games. I know it was quite divisive, and some people really didn't like the story or the narrative and other certain bits. But for those like us that loved it, it's a it's a slam dunk. It's really easy for Sony to get a nice quick win come January. It's a good start. It's a great start to the year, isn't it? Yeah. That's sort of like known entity that's coming, and for a lot of people, probably haven't played it since release. Yeah. Like, was it four years now? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, like great time to go back in. I'd say. Yeah. So the RRP is actually shown as forty-five UK pounds, but obviously with the physical, you always you don't always get a discount actually from launch, do you? You normally get something off it, but um, it's either depending on how substantial it is. But you can you can find it lurking there. Like I said, if you've already got the disc, it's a ten pound upgrade. But yeah, I want those little rats of CEX have uh, bumped the price up. I'd love to I'd love to have tracked that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's gone gone straight up. I think a lot of people that have. Like Biff, I don't know if Biff sold it, but I think he did. So he's kind of like annoyed at himself because it was a key to getting you know a cheaper version, which mm-hmm. is one of the few advantages of this digital kind of life is that you don't have the ability to do that. But then, how much money have you saved over the years? Probably a lot. Probably paid for several games re- that can be rebought yeah. for the money that's been traded in. But Last of Us Part Two remastered, nineteenth for the first twenty twenty four. That factions game's basically dead. The online sort of version of this yeah just on a side note was that ever of any interest to you i mean we didn't even see the bloody thing but the idea of perhaps like, did you ever play the division no, no. but yeah it, i mean like I, i've heard to be honest more for you listening to you on your regular pod speaking about it mm. you're right like you know i'm i'm with you that kind of weirdly that zombie survival world just appeals to me so much and having it with like you know the the last of us mechanics yeah sounds like a bit of a winner so yeah i would have been pretty keen for that but it doesn't look like we're going to get that if not it's not coming very soon if we are um number two again this is just in chronological order we go to the 2nd of february 2024 it's one of mine it's persona free reload so this is the remake of persona free um 12 months ago 
almost to the day, I would have, this wouldn't have been on the list anywhere because I hadn't played Persona 4 or 5 by that point. But I did the groundwork for last year, put in hundreds of hours, I think over 200 hours. I mean, it comes out in the wash, actually, of my Xbox stats of like Personas and whatnot. And now I'm in prime position to take advantage of this remake of Free, which is kind of the first one in many ways, even though it's the third one. It's the first one where they got this formula down to a certain case. Like yeah. two and one are just, no, no chance. They're really old as well. So I'm really, I am really, really excited for this. Um, it's coming at a reasonable time, like a month in. So anything I want to clean up from 2023, I've got time to. And then... It'll be coming to Game Pass, so I just slagged off the subscription services. But again, I'll be able to profit from from that and get involved with this. I mean, this was never going to appear on any of your list, but I don't know if you had any queries or questions about Persona 3 Reload. Maybe we can get you involved. I well, know I've got it on my, my gaming list, so I know it's definitely it's definitely one. I mean, I'm curious about it. Um, I, I don't really understand you. Like, what console did it originally come out for then? Oh Christ! It would have been so. What was the so Persona Four? I believe was PS Two. Uh, I believe this was PS Two as well. Let me have a quick look because it what had happened. It got re-released several times as well. So there was like a portable yeah. edition that got released. Yeah. So PS Two, yeah. uh, PlayStation Portable, which was the portable version. Then we got like. Uh, and that version came out again on PS4 and Xbox. But essentially, it's a PS2 game, so that's sort of the age of it. Um, and, that, and they're bringing it up to, like, PS5 levels or PS4 levels. Or yeah, so I guess the difference between this... So one of my criticisms of Persona 4 was, that was, again, a PS2 game, um, is it felt like a yeah. PS2 game because it had just been remastered. Yeah. None of the, they'd done a little bit in terms of, like, modernising it, but the core fundamentals were still of a PS2 game. There was just some archaic kind of choices that people made back then that don't really, I don't think, wash today when it comes to saving and, you know, the dungeons mm. were really, really repetitive and whatnot. Um, this is more of a remake, so it looks like they've, they're going to meddle with the structure slightly. It's going to be a bit more like Persona 5 is. So some of those quality of life improvements that have been made they're going to transfer over into this it will be interesting to see how much they can do though because it's still going to be at heart like i said a ps2 game from 2006 so i do wonder yeah. how much they can do and i think actually in terms of a scoring this will probably score weaker than certainly five royal and i would imagine four golden as well but it should still be a decent score unless they completely fuck it up um which they shouldn't do but You've always got to be wary when things are that old. How much can you do with it all? Um, but they're doing a, it's it's like a redo jobby. Not, I wouldn't say it's Resident Evil Four like, um, yeah. but perhaps maybe a Dead Space type thing where it kind of retains the same yeah. know, fundamentals and, and whatnot, and then tightens up on some certain things. But really, I think it's all up in the air. Like it, it could. It's ideal for you though. With no, oh, yeah. nothing, nowhere else to go in that persona world. The fact that then this, you weren't going to go back to this, I assume. So yeah, I mean, the, the only other option is... would have been to play the the re-release of Portable Persona Three Portable, yeah. which yeah, they they didn't do anything to that really. It was just old toot basically. Didn't even have like maps you could explore. It was like a little menu, basically a little map menu. Can't you just point and click to the doorway to go into like the shop whereas this will right. have the running around the worlds and whatnot which weren't weren't present so yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot they probably need to do but i just hope they the main thing for me is that when games 
from this age are brought forward. It's like, just make sure you balance it with and be kind of the balancing. Don't make it shit hard like it probably was back in the day. Well, I don't yeah. I don't need that stress come February, but I guess we'll see. It'll be it'll be lurking, and I'll be diving in. Uh, provided it's not a disaster, I must caveat everything on this list. It, I think it goes for both of us. It comes out, and they're like, "Well, it's a sixty-two. It's like, well, clearly something's terminally wrong with that, <laughs> so probably won't bother. So just get that in there before people start coming back at us and frips going, "Oh, is it, you just didn't play. It was a score of 50 I'm like, "Yeah, well, I'm not going to play Gollum levels <laughs> to it, am I?" next one this is our only joint game and it's a bit of a surprising one for you I would say and you probably surprised yourself by putting it on here but it's Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth 29th of February 2024 so if you look at the time I've got to do Persona 3 Reload it's about a month just shy of a month it's one I think I think it is shorter than four so it's like the, it's the first sort of one it's the shortest of the three Depending on how much they've done, though, it might be it might be a bit of a desire. If it's 150 hours, I'm in trouble with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So I hope it's not, but we'll find out. But yeah, I played the remake of this um, back in the day. I mean, I tried to play the original, but I just never could get my head around the complexities of that, like Materia and all. I just wasn't those active time battles. I couldn't work out anything that was close to turn based or command based. I guess you'd call this. I just couldn't couldn't fathom played remake though really really enjoyed that played the dlc of remake went back and saw like a playthrough of the original got the sort of base story and then yeah played a crisis core as well so i've done that sort of little prequel to it which seems important because they released it between remake and rebirth so i've got a Whilst I've done all the backlog of the the lore from the original i may as well just play this this sort of updated version and here we are of Rebirth. But this, I need to understand the history for you to, to get my head around this. Talk to me. There is none, is the short answer. <laughs> no. uh, the only, my only history of this series is playing Remake. Probably the first four hours, five hours. I got to the first boss anyway. Like mm. I don't know how quick that is, that big reactor thing. Do you know, like the thing is, this is like such a famous series and obviously probably the most famous game of the series it's a curious, really, apart from Last of Us, especially in Q1, all the other games I'm kind of even milling at, they are all curiosities to me. Like, I want mm. this to do really well. I, I probably will go back to Remake at some point because I've got it downloaded and I've really enjoyed what I played. I just, I can't even remember. I fell away for some game and just never went back. Um, yeah. My, my pop, you've just kind of almost told me what to do in a way in that, I do feel like it's one of those things where I'm not going to get everything out of it without having played the original, but mm. maybe watching a story walkthrough or something to kind of understand those key points and then kind of understand what this, these remakes are actually doing. But the yeah. fact that this, this, this is where it kind of opens up to some sort of open world, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that, that obviously that first one, we well, you completed, that that's essentially the first area. And yeah. I don't know how much of this this like what this one encompasses, but I'm just really curious to know if they can make something of this. Cause obviously for, for the people who care, this is, it's massive. Yeah. I mean, the remake seven remake was, should have by all accounts been a disaster. Like they're fucking with one of the most idolized games from the nineties. There's no way you can, you can't retain that nineties game. There was no point doing it. They, so they completely binned it basically and gone full action. Um, we're even going to 
with the story beats, like we're going to start pissing around with that and start doing like they've done a really good job with it. Like they've had to thread the eye of a needle and they've managed to do it. Now, can you do it twice with arguably a more ambitious structural game? Like you said, it's going to be open, massive open areas, open world. Like that's very different from remake. Remake is quite contained in those kind of core areas that you cycle through and, and whatnot. So I am curious of what they managed to pull out of this, if anything, but um, there's a risk. Like with re- same with remake. I thought if you don't get it right, the fans that love the original are going to come after you. And if it's not enjoyable to play fresh, the people that have picked it up for the first time are going to be like, well, "What's this garbage? Why is it? Why does everyone love this series?" And then you've got to deal with that backlash. But um, they've said that classic thing where you can jump in and still. And I'm like, can you? Maybe you can. I don't. I don't believe when they say that. In fact, you can in most cases. What I've noticed is that you just get a bit more texture if you do the groundwork. Yeah, and that texture true. can really be like I don't want to say game changing, but it can really enhance. A oh, game of course, it will. An experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of intrigue from the fans as to where they go with this one and what what they reveal about what's actually going on. Because I still think there's so many theories about what's what this what is this three-part yeah. remake what they're playing at and um obviously i don't think we'll get all the answers until the very end which will probably be part three but this is like typical if you look at star wars it's like an empire strikes back position of it and it's like what's gonna what does that what does that set up for free and you know again i've already rewritten the ending there by suggesting that but <laughs> this is this if it's a free part that's kind of the structure you'd follow wouldn't you? you'd go for that I wasn't aware it was three parts. I didn't know that was confirmed, but uh, I think they, they're tracking well with it at the moment, aren't they, this team? Because they're obviously 16 done well, uh, remake done well, and I, I think it'll be the same. won't be a perfect game, but it'll be, those interested, it'll tick enough boxes that people are like loving it, basically, is what I would imagine. You know, probably with some caveats, but mm. still a very good experience. That's what I would be guessing. I've seen a couple of trailers of it and it does look crazy. There's like chocobos climbing up like cliffs. And I was like, what is, what's going on? I think I saw Cloud on a Segway as well. I was like, what's going on here? But that's all fascinating. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's all part of it. Like it's, it's a complete nonsense at times, but it's, it's good nonsense. So it seems like they're keeping that up at least, but you know, even the title rebirth. hmm, Yeah. What we doing there? It'll be a, a fascinating one to see. I can't. I'm hoping I can clear reload before that. I should be able to, but you know, if I just if I get lazy or complacent, I'll be I'll be in a bit of trouble there. But uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, 29th of February, leap year day. So that that's a interesting oh, one yeah. to do. So got that to itself for four years at least until until that happens again. Have a day at work. We do get conned by that, don't we? Like we do literally yeah. work an extra. That should, be well, a bank, that should be a bank holiday. Well, does it or does it just push everything a long one? It's what I can't work out. Well, no, it's an extra this, day in a year. Is oh yeah, I don't know. Actually, it's a good point. Because then, yeah, maybe. Well, depends what, I guess it depends what day of the week it falls on, and then where the year wraps up. Yeah. Because if the if, if it turns like what would have been a Sunday finish into a Monday, are oh, you then potentially going to work or whatever? I yeah, that's, that's too much. That's gonna. Alan Wake-esque, talking about stuff like that, going down rabbit holes and, and whatnot. Next one. So we skip into March now. 20th of March, 2024. 
This is one of yours, Alone in the Dark. So this is a remake of the 1992 original. And just off air, we were kind of discussing about whether you'd even <laughs> signposted the right series as to, as to this. But this is going to be a third-person kind of remake of it. And um, survival horror, we've been eating very good in the last, well, 18 months or so. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like Callisto Protocol. I think we both enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Then we've got Dead Space, then we've got Resident Evil 4, then we've got some of the DLCs related to Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil Village DLC we've gone back to. Um, and then obviously at the moment, Alan Wake 2 is sort of kicking off as well. It's, we're kind of on this streak, which hasn't happened. I don't, I don't remember a streak like this for survival horror in a long time. Um, and Alone in the Dark could fuck it all up, if I'm honest, but you've got, you seem to have confidence <laughs> in it. It's not confidence. It's more just, again, I'm just curious. I want it to do well. It is like a revered horror game back in the day and I've never played it. I don't actually know that much about it. I just, I'm curious to know, can they turn it into something that modern audiences, you know, want to play? I think Um, if you follow the modern templates that have been set by those games that I've mentioned and even those before it, it should be, it's doable. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know whether the source material might is, will be as compelling as something like Resident Evil or even even Alan Wake, but you could still get a good horror game out of it. It's unless it ends up like the medium. I don't know if you ever played the medium, that sort of dual world one. I, I, which, I briefly, yeah, it promised a lot. Well, exactly. It was trying to do something a bit. You know, it wasn't. Mm. You know, this is this for all intents and purposes to be a, a, a straightforward third person survival horror type game. I know you. I remember you came on here and shit all over the Evil Within at a time when we were desperate for something and you yeah. still went, that's not good enough and sent it back, sent them back packing. But I enjoyed it for what it was and also too, I feel like it's going to fall into that category rather than yeah. what we've had yeah. the last, not as low as the Callisto Protocol, although yeah. who, who knows these days, but it feels much more like an Evil Within style kind of delivery, which I'm fine with, but... Wonder yeah. how you would feel about that because you you did crap all over that back in the day. Sort of the it almost is, killed the it almost killed the genre off for everyone with that sort of reception. Basically, all I've played this year is survival horror, so I need, <laughs> I need the next my next fix. So, I mean, the thing is, if you know, like, uh, like, oh, well, I don't know what the Clisto actually get then rate like it overall was like 60, something. sixty something, yeah, which was appalling. Yeah, that was way too low. Yeah, that's the it's hard. The thing is, I'd probably have, if it was if it came in anything below like seventy five, I'd probably have to like wait mm. for someone I know who's played it to get you know you basically to be like, look, would I enjoy this? Is there something there for me? Mm. But you know, like I said, I'm just curious. One, I'm just sort of keeping tabs on. Now I'll be curious when it comes out what it scores. I haven't got it in any of my lists or anything. I think I must have had it somewhere in my mm. fantasy list, but low down. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested to see what, what what it's like when it comes out. Yeah, it's on my honourable mentions, and as I said at the top, it's kind of more of a intrigue. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I'll be all survival horrored out, but maybe maybe by then it's been, it'd be a long time, wouldn't it? Last nearly three months, so mm. by then I won't have necessarily played one between then, so I might be ready for it again. But I am fascinated to see how this pops out because although it's a I'd say it's a famous franchise because it's one of the first. It doesn't seem like it has the same fanfare as a Resident no. Evil. And obviously, Evil Within had Mikami 
who was directing it, who was Resident Evil Godfather. So it had that at least attached to it. Um, and Callisto Protocol had Glenn Schofield, who was the Dead Space guy. Yeah. And then Dead Space was dead. Like, this doesn't have... I don't think that this is on that level. It's been gone for so long that people have yeah. even forgotten about it. But I don't know if you downloaded that prologue, that free prologue that I flagged no. to you. I should play that, really. That'll probably give us an idea of how it's shaping up. It's like a little playable half-hour sort of PTS okay. type thing. Um, it's free, so that'll give us an insight, I think, to how it's kind of tickling along. But Alone in the Dark, 20th of March, 2024. Final one. This is my one. Bit of a maybe a bit of a left field one, considering I haven't played the the, the OG or the original one. It's Dragon's Dogma 2, 22nd of March 2024. This is purely down to people bigging up the original, saying, look, it had problems, don't get me wrong, but there's something really good there, something kind of special there. It just it was kind of a first go at it. It came out at a time when Capcom was sort of all over the place, sort of doing turt and doing well. And now they have consistent for these last, you know, few years or so, they've been nailing it. I just think, got to back them. Got to back them to produce something here, which could be really, really intriguing. Um, as to whether I'm not going to go back and play the original, I don't think, because I won't have time, but... Definitely be watching some sort of recap. There's even a Netflix show of it, which I think has got awful reviews, but kind of tempts me into it. But do you know much about Dragon's Dog? Do you even remember the original back in the day? Like I know nothing about this game, no. No. It's it's tricky to it's an action role-playing game at heart, but it kind of has this dark soulsy type feel to it. And okay. like major bosses that you can mount and get on and whatnot, and then it'll have have this really like the day night cycle that, that's introduced and used actually matters. Like it's much harder at night. There's like right. stamina debuffs. It's harder to see different enemies come out. Like it actually plays into that. Whereas a lot of games claim that, and it's no it's no different. Yeah. Um, and one of the most intriguing things you can sort of upload your NPC. They're called pawns. Like as in a pawn off a chessboard. Uh-huh. And you can also download other people's pawns. And these are AI companions that come into your party. And depending okay. on, say I have gone through two thirds of the game and you download one of my pawns, and it's like Jeff or whatever, you know, like, let's get, let's get actually Jeff in here to see what he's like. I have all the stats and build that I've given him. It'll probably be scaled to your level. But as you go through the game, he will have knowledge of further on. So he'll say, oh, over that hill, uh... there's a big sort of enemy inbound and whatnot. So it's, when I hear things like that, I just think surely there's there's intrigue and interest, like there's a chance for that to be something really special. And given that Capcom have just been on fire, apart from that exoprimal dinosaur Twitter they, they've released, and given this is beloved amongst the hardcores, I really do think this could be a a bit of a stunner yeah. if, if they get everything right, like they have been doing. I see it on that hot streak, and yeah, I mean that little mechanic alone just said that it sounds like something straight out of the next Dark Souls. Really, I like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, Dragon's Dogma two, March twenty second, twenty twenty four. Have you got any other honourable mentions? Any any other intrigue ones that you had lurking on a list near you? Not really, if I'm honest, mate. Like I said, even really that the game I'm looking forward to knowing I'll play it is is Last of Us. Everything else mm. is purely more intrigue, like. Yeah, intriguing me at this point. I'm not, not none of the games we spoke about. Do I? Surely got to get Persona, play? mate. 
no, it's on the list. I ain't getting played though. It's on my <laughs> fantasy list. I tried, like I said, I think yeah. it'll be good. It ain't for me. But uh, no, so no, no, nothing else. I've got a few here. I've got. Go on. This is purely interest. Suicide Squad. Oh my god! Like what? How does this game even fare in this world now? After last year, it was just made very clear by people that no that people didn't want it. So much so they delayed the game and may have structurally changed the live service elements or removed them. But still, like I just felt this game's done. It's toast. It hasn't even been released. Like it doesn't even matter if it's even good or it's, or at a decent level. It's just gonna people be like no, not interested, and that's actually a lot. And it's another DC failure. And Rocksteady, no. who've done the the Arkham games, so well revered. They've been gone since twenty. What, 13, 14, I think it is? 10 years? It's just going to be a, a real shock to the system when people just get their teeth into it and go, nope. And I don't think it's going to get a fair shake either. So I think whatever the score is will be, you could probably add five to eight points of like just spite from from certain areas. <laughs> but but who knows? But it's intriguing nonetheless. No Man's Sky, um, <laughs> Cyberpunk. I don't know what they could do in what's it been a year or whatever, but mm. it will be interesting to to see for sure. But I agree with what you said. It's it's almost certainly going to get crapped on unless they've done some kind of hail mary with it. Weird, how games just get tarnished and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of over for it. I actually think the casuals might pick it up and play it because it, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's. I think that Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights was actually another example of people like no amongst like the enthusiast crowd and sort of just completely soured the water before anyone got a taste of it. And then when it came out, it was like, yeah, no, I weren't interested and still aren't. I'm like, did you even try? <laughs> did you even give that a fair shake? And these aren't, these aren't necessarily great games, but there's a bit of overcorrection, I think, that goes on for certain yeah. things. You get the daggers out and that's, and that's your lot. But I'm more fascinated to see just what the conversation is around that more than anything. And um, I think Biff's got it in his fantasy gaming list. I just couldn't believe he would take that risk after last year's debacle, but each to their own. And then got Helldivers 2. Now, this is a multiplayer squad-based game, super hard. I never even played the original, but this, I'm intrigued simply because Sony are publishing it, so it's kind of one of their second-party um deals and you know Sony have really slowed up on the releases and there's another game coming later which they've sort of firing two out of in a month of each other and Helldivers 2 is one of them I think you can always rely on Sony to have something usually but this is completely out of their wheelhouse like it is a it is a squad based multiplayer game we're so used to crafted story action adventure the last of us part two spider-man ghost of sushi like all these games that have kind of God of War that have that have put their fingerprints and said this is what we are as a as a as a publisher. This is not in that wheelhouse at all. So there's kind of a few things I'm interested in. One, is it any good? And two, again, what's the reception like? Because they've they've stated several times that they want this live service to be part of their their game portfolio makeup, and this will be this will be the first one really. It'll be fascinating yeah. to see how it goes and whether it can. It can it can survive in this brutal world where people just don't want things. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of well, so big shoes to fill. They're not filling shoes; they're like 
trailblazing. But yeah, I've, be, that will be fascinating. To be fair, yeah. knowing that what they've said, this is this is game one. Their first party, second party stuff, generally very good. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, interesting. And the final one is Rise of the the Ronin, which is uh, again published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, developed by Team Ninja. So. They're the guys that did uh, that Neo series. And the oh, re- yeah. So th- it was either this or Dragon's Dogma. They actually come out on the same day, I think. Um, yeah, 22nd. So that's going to annoy people, certainly, because there'll be a big crossover, I think, for this. But what yeah, what scared me off is that the last time Sony got into bed with Team Ninja, we got Neo and Neo 2, which, was, which were good games. Like They were fantastic for what they were, but they are Souls games. They're oh. really hard. Like, hard like extra hard in some ways harder many say and it didn't have that open world element either that right. Elden Ring sort of come along and had it as much more segmented and whatnot but this is apparently open world I just hope it's a bit I hope they don't get out their own ass and it's like a balanced game that fits more in a an easier kind of bracket I'm not I'm not up for Neo 3 with Rise of the Ronin yeah but that is what they did last time so that's why I'm pegging it towards Wolong yeah. Fallen Dynasty as well which they released on Game Pass um, yeah I just think it's surely going to be that but yeah hope you think so wrong. again it's so so interactive entertainment they've done this before I I expect it to um, to have that level of difficulty but who knows they might throw me a bone there because that could decide it. if it turns out it's more of a more of a ghost of Tsushima than a you know, a, a Dark Souls. I may well, well, I'll definitely be more interested because I don't, I don't know about you. I like to play the Real McCoy from software when they drop something. Um, yeah. The copycat stuff. And it's not copycat, but the the stuff that's influenced by it, I tend to just fall off quite quickly. I, I remember I played the Alpha of Neo and I was like, good, but I just can't be asked. Like, so I've pretty much just steered away from it. I've not. I don't think I've apart from like the sort of 2D stuff, like. Um, Oh, what's the little fella? Um, Silk Song. Oh yeah, guy. Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight, which is obviously very different, but just some influence. But that's that's as close to a copycat I've got to really. Yeah, I mean, last year we had Lies of P, which I almost, almost got snarled up in. I'm kind of glad I didn't in the end. I, I got spoiled on the ending, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to worry about that now because I don't think I would have enjoyed it. I don't think it would have it would have mattered, but um, and then we got that Lords of the Fallen got remade and, and whatnot. They both there's a market for it. Cause they both sell, sold over a million copies, so they're doing doing pretty well. But I'm kind of interested to see where this one fits. I hope it's slightly more towards the easier side, but history would suggest it's not. Anyway, that's all I had on on the honourable mentions list, and that's our little look at Q1 for 2024. Five games on the Last of Us Part Two remastered, Persona Three Reload, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, Alone in the Dark, Dragon's Dogma Two. Just at this, we are now overreaching past the, the the first quarter, but hardware for 2024 feels like it could be a busy year. The Switch, Super Switch, Switch Two, whatever we're calling it, feels like it's almost certainly coming later this year, probably like holiday time, Christmas time. And then there's rumours that the PS5 Pro may well also arrive on the scene. Either of those 
from what you know, which is not a lot, we don't know a lot about any of them, but based on expectations, rumour perhaps, any of those are day one-er? Um, or will it be like... I mean, PS5 Pro won't have a bit of software that comes with it and says this is the PS5 Pro showcase, but you'd expect Nintendo will come with something and it may well be a 3D Mario. If I'm Again, I'm making yeah. my own narrative, and again, if it doesn't come and it's like yeah. WarioWare, I'll be like, well... That's not what I was but that for. would be my thinking. Though, I, basically, I didn't get the PS4 Pro, so mm. would I get the PS5? I pro- I don't know. Is the honest answer depends what what what's happening with those specs and what that means. Your old eyes aren't going to see it, as you say. Exactly that. Um, <laughs> Switch, on the other hand, I, I'm ready. You know, whatever version you've got, I've got the OLED model now, mm. and it's still it's it's creaking. So. Um, I'm going to get rid of that very soon, actually, because I've played everything I want to play. Mm. Don't think there's anything. Princess Peach Showtime. Ain't happening. Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Uh, get them off. <laughs> um, no, I don't, they'll probably announce something and I'll be annoyed, but mm. I, whatever. I've got to get shot of it sooner or later. And then, yeah, you'd always expect with them, day one, something's coming. The only thing is, the likelihood is it's something that's basically coming out on the switch with that install base and you'd just be ported over anyway, but whatever. What? It, it's it neat. Go on. Go on. Well. No, I just mean, but it, it, I'm ready for an update of that. And I, I like having a Nintendo console, so yeah. I will feel a bit, even though it literally gets dusted off and played annually, essentially, um, uh, you know, I like having it and it'll be showing yeah. when, when I've got rid of my switch. So hopefully you're right. And it comes out this year mm. and hopefully it's, it's decent. Yeah. I do, I do like having it for sure. The Switch, I've almost down tools on it, and when we go through the wraps, you'll see that in the stats. Like it's just, it, it, you said annually, but it, honestly, it was one game last year I played on it. So I'm at that stage now. Where I'm just waiting, and I think if you're being sensible, it really should have something that I desperately want to play on this newer console, whether it's going to run better or look better, or there'd be some sort of advantage to doing it. But it has to have something initially there to hook me. And I made this mistake with the Xbox Series X. It had nothing, nothing that I couldn't yeah. play elsewhere. And I bought it, and I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I had to get something for it. And then for months, it just kind of sat there doing not a lot. And I thought, that was a real waste. Like, I'm trying to get in the mode of software needs to be there to, to get me hooked in and get me going. So... I mean, the 3D Mario would probably do it, but anything shy of that, I would, like, if it's a port of Tears of the Kingdom, maybe, because that was kind of the reason why I didn't play it in 2023, because I was like, I'm just going to be patient. There'll be an enhanced version for the Switch 2 or whatever it is. So that may well tempt me in, but outside of that, it's those two. If it's if it's anything else, if it's Mario Kart 9, I'm going to be like, oh, I can miss that, because... I don't know about you, I play solo and occasionally like the Switch get wheeled out, but I'll I'll sit there and play Mario Kart on my own, even if it's as good as it. It just doesn't appeal to me playing against the fucking AI. I don't know. No, it's not built for that. No. So would you get it regardless? So even if it, say, let's say in this world it's Mario Kart 9. No, I wouldn't get it. Oh, okay. I'll I'll get it. I wouldn't get it day one. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. I mean, I would eventually crumble and get it because it would. It'd be silly Sometimes, not yeah. to. There'll be something eventually. Yeah. But I'm super interested to see because the original Switch, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. They 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 do normally release them with a system seller. It'd be very mm. it'd be unprecedented, I think, for them not to do that. Yeah. 
and like like you said, I think you can safely assume it will be it'll be on the other Switch as well. So if it is 3D Mario, it'll be on OG Switch and the new one, oh. like Breath of the Wild was with Wii U, wasn't it? Which you played it on in- original hardware. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is this is the first time in a little while the Wii, I guess, would basically where. I feel like they, they, they were like one and then they have a bad console, good console in that they, what was it? GameCube that actually had, was it, that was having a, what, what was it? Twilight princess. Mm. And then basically that was the, like the, the final game for that. And then that yeah. was not doing well. So they had the Wii out and it got pulled to the Wii. Yeah. We yeah. done really well. Yeah. Um, then the Wii U shit had, uh, Breath of the Wild on it, and then they had to quickly, you know, rethink things and and get it ported across. They're in a you know in the better position now, where they you know they don't in terms of numbers, the Switch is doing great. You know, yeah. they could release anything this first part. You know, do well, yeah. and probably a lot of those people don't care what's coming out. But so yeah, you would think I would like to think whatever they're doing, they're planning well, spent time on it, and and it releases well when it's ready. And is you know ready to get people excited for for Nintendo again? If it wasn't backwards compatible, how much of a bitter blow would that be to you? Or are you like not not that bothered by it? Because I've got a library of stuff I've mm. bought and not played for various reasons. Not because I, I was waiting for this, but like fucking, I've got like Owlboy. Like, I don't know, just weird stuff that for some reason I was like, oh, I'll get it on the Switch. I'll get Sonic Mania on the Switch. And then eventually I was like, I don't want to play the Switch anymore. Like it's just got to that stage. Right. So, so I've yeah, got stuff that, that I would, would, you know, ideally want to play on my new one without having to keep the old one. But if it wasn't there, oh, that would give me a bit of a dilemma because it's like, do I leave behind all those games and yeah. that investment or carry it forward? It's probably a bit different for you because I, I suspect you just buy things, play them, when you want, you buy them when you want to play them. You do it, and then that's the end of the process. It is, but I have I, it really annoyed me because, especially on Nintendo stuff, where they've kept closing yeah. down their stores, and then the amount of times I've bought things like a Castlevania collection, and I'm like, <laughs> I ain't doing it again. Yeah, like I need to. I don't care if I, I don't need to be able to play my Switch cartridges on it, but no. I want that store. That st- digital store needs to remain and track with what i've already bought i don't stop making me buy things multiple times yeah so yeah it wouldn't stop me but i'd be frustrated and Mm. i mean you problem is you let them off don't you it's like some fucking pervy old uncle you're like oh it's it's, it's nintendo they just do it didn't they it's all right it's it's not right yeah but you you just give them a pass yeah yeah interesting to see ps5 pro for me will probably i'll probably get that day one and if it, mm-hmm. was an, if it was an Xbox Series X enhanced, I'd do the same thing. Um, I just spend most of my time in and around the console yeah. space. And the third part, what it will do is it will completely remove any need to concern myself about a third party game. And again, let's use Alan Wake 2 as an example, where to buy it. Because yeah. it will inevitably just run better on the PS5 Pro. So yeah. considering how much time I spend on the consoles versus PC and Switch, it's almost a, a no-brainer. Even if the upgrades are quite minimal, just knowing that that's the the place to get them yeah. in this in, in on on the console and on easily compatible with the OLED. Like it's, I've tried to do PC stuff lately, and it's again the problem of this 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 monitor here is not as good as that. I put it on that, and this thing won't run up to snuff on that. So it's just easier to sit in the console space. So obviously, if it comes out, and it's eight hundred quid. I'd be like, well, obviously not. 
but <laughs> there's rumours it could be an expensive one because they're looking for a significant upgrade. But I feel like they always these rumours always circulate. But interested to see what they do because Xbox have basically said we're not doing that, and I feel like you're conceding just yeah. the easy wins. Like I got the series, no, the One X, I think they brought out, which was a year yeah. after Pro, and immediately all my third party purchase went on Xbox for that last sort of yeah. year and a half. So don't know. We'll see. But that's uh, what we were expecting on the on the hardware front. I don't think we're expecting anything else. Um, let's take a quick look back at 2023, as I promised earlier, with this this wrapped, as they call it, this year in review type thing. Basically, the platform holders track what you're doing for your accounts. And at the end of the year, it annoys me they send it out on like December the 12th. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. I ain't done yet. It's, it's two and a half good weeks of gaming to be done here. And then just all people doing it. I was like, what are you doing? You, ain't, you, you finished playing for the year? Just want to get ahead of the game. It's like, it's, it's like fucking Black Friday. Let's get it out there in October. Get get on there early. Get all the punters in. I'm like, no. So I purposely waited until the year had ended before doing mine. So anyway, there's, I've got Steam, Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation for us. You didn't have Xbox, which we'll get to, or Steam. So I'll quickly run through those. I'm not going to go through all the stats. So top... Free games played on Steam for me. Um, WWE 2K23. I think I played free matches, so there's a lot of simulating. Fire Pro Wrestling World. So, again, didn't, haven't played one match of that. Just been simulating. And then Jurassic World Evolution. So that's this powerful yep. PC being wheeled out for those those three. I played five games in total, but the other two obviously didn't meet the minimum requirements. This is interesting. Steam's... Steam uses median number, so sort of the average of what the Steam user base plays, is only four games a year. That seems low. But then That is very low. That is I mean you think about the Uber casuals. Yeah. And there's probably people that just buy one game and then don't even play it and yeah. Or people buy a lot of games on Steam and don't play it. Adkins just yeah. bought another fucking truckload of about fifteen games. Like when are you gonna get to them? He's like, oh, I don't know. But those Steam sales track people in. But anyway, that's that's Steam. Now, Xbox, I wanted to just pause because I was sure that you had played your Series S because you, at some point you had Game Pass with the Series S and you, you had to go at like Immortality on there. There was other games. I don't know what you were playing on there necessarily, but... We would have played the Turtles game on there, wouldn't we? We'd play the Turtles Shredder, game, yeah. Yeah, yep, Shredder's Revenge. Oh. But anyway, I thought in 2023 you would have at least booted it up and played something on there, but... And when you said it doesn't work, I was like, he's fucking done his login wrong in here or something like that. So I, f- I found your account, looked in your achievements, and no, you were right. The last game you played was in September of 2022. So that Series S is the ultimate dust collector. What's happened? What's what's Phil done to chap your ass so you don't want to load up that Series S? I, yeah, just I kept seeing it, that money coming out, and I just wasn't actually playing anything. Mm. So I thought, I'm just going to stop the subscription. And thing is. With, with the games I can play, like the, the time, limited time I've got, they're filled with like, like other games I'd rather play. The, yeah. like, there are games now I know that are on there, Cocoon being probably the prime example, yeah. that make me think, oh, do you know what? I will at some point restart my subscription. That'll be the first game I play, and then I'll sniff around what else is there. Yeah. But yeah, needs, there just isn't. It needs to come at a time when you're not playing anything else. That's, you need yeah, like exactly. And most of the games that come out where, you know, I haven't got a huge amount of time, there's normally always something 
you know, a level above what's on Game Pass that I'd rather be playing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They, most of the games on there are those kind of, not well, there are obviously huge games, you know, like uh, Starfield and whatnot. Yeah. But, but what I mean, where I would use it, it is in that kind of smaller indie space or, do you know what I mean? Those kind yeah. of releases and, yeah, they're just not as normally as big. They're, they're the kind of games, genuinely, like Immortality, where I think, oh, I didn't even know this was dropping. No. And I need to go back and finish that, actually, as well. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that's the way I use Game Pass. And because I wasn't, it just it made no sense to have it, even though it's only a small investment each month. It was still a waste of my time yeah. having it. It was interesting that there's, that that renders the device useless to you. Like, it's kind of Game Pass or Plus. Because it is an S. Yeah. Like, anything that's Ooh. on the PlayStation, you'll get on there because it will most likely run better than that. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's kind of like it's all or nothing for that, and that they've yeah. just kind of it kind of sits there. Anyway, Xbox. So apparently, I played eleven games on the Xbox, which is no, you know, just under a game That's a decent. month. Yeah, two hundred and one achievements. So not too bad. This year, I thought this would be the first time in since the Xbox One X. So we're talking before the PS5 and Xbox Series X generations, pre-2020, that I'd put more hours in on the Xbox because of those Persona games. Two of them, one at 150-odd hours, the other one at 90. I was like, this is going to surely overturn the PlayStation number. Total of 337 hours logged into this, this Xbox. Top three games, Persona 5 Royal, no surprise there. Number two, Persona 4 Golden. Number three... State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition, which uh, I got sort of snarled up into. Just That's a recent one, year. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was a nice little surprise to, to jump through that. Top 15% for hours played, apparently, across the platform. That's, what, that's the group I'm in. Top 5% for gamers' score and achievements, so sort of elite group level gaming there. Um, but that 337 wasn't enough, and we'll get to the PlayStation in a second. So PS5 did win out, but... That was the closest it's been for a while. And look, these numbers, yeah. I'm not all, I'm not convinced about all of them. Like, I'm sure I've had, I've had the game, I've had the Xbox on for 337 hours, fiddling around, downloading, letting it download stuff, and you know, keeping it on for that. So I think that has that has played into it. But nonetheless, an improvement on on what last year was. Let's get into the important stuff, the ones that we've got some parity for. It's the Switch first of all for you. So total hours for you, 114 hours. And five games, which is a good, decent haul. Once every, mm-hmm. almost almost once every couple of months, but not quite. I had one game and 21 hours. So went on there for one reason, cool. done it and binned it. It was Metroid Prime. Uh, Metroid uh, yeah. Prime Remastered. Done it, put it down, never turned the thing back on again. Really been disciplined to not give them any of my time unless there's something on there. Um, so your top three games were Tears of the Kingdom, no surprise there, 76 hours, which is a good haul. Bayonetta 3, don't know how you feel about that as number two. Oh, God, yeah. 28 hours. And then Super Mario Brothers Wonder, nine hours, which is yeah. uh, not too bad. Most played month for you was June, 39 hours, which I assume is Tears of the Kingdom. That was like May, yeah, end be, of yeah. May into June, wasn't it? So that was mm-hmm. like a full, a full month of of Zelda there. My most played month was February with 12 hours. But um, five games, is that enough? Uh, 
Probably they've done what the other ones were. They're probably minuscule, yeah. rebooting something up and turning it off. Yeah, I mean, done um, one year the Switch definitely put games in there I hadn't played. I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I simply didn't. Like I had Animal Crossing, I haven't played that for three years, but. You know. <laughs> anyway, PS5 next. I haven't got the total number of games you got because you cut it off the screenshot, which was helpful. But you put in 104 hours and scored yourself 91 trophies. Top five games are as follows. Resident Evil 4 was number one, which you'll be pleased with. Street Fighter 6 was second. Third was the Callisto Protocol. Fourth was Dead Space. And fifth was The Last of Us Part 2. What's interesting is on your tile, it says The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. I'm like, it can't be. It's not out. <laughs> They've already assumed that you've been upgraded there. And I was like, he won't get upgraded either. <laughs> what do you think of that as a top five? There's a lot of, lot of survival horror in there. I mean, you could, I mean I'd argue Last of Us Part 2 is a, a horror game at heart. So that's that's four of the five, in my view. And then Street Fighter, just, well, would... just to break up all the dreariness. I think basically what I've realised is that all I play is horror games and remakes, and all I'm interested in is remakes and horror games. Like, I need to sort myself out, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, uh, yeah, I, you know, because I don't play a huge amount, I pretty much do that to tell you what mm. it would have looked like. I just, the only surprise, really, is, like, how much... Well, Callisto Protocol felt shorter than that. I think yeah. because I, I, I really... Like I said, the, the weird thing there was I... And bizarrely enjoyed my time with that more than Dead Space. Dead Space felt like a real drag, but it was quicker to blast through. It's a yeah. weird one. Yeah. It just shows you if you're enjoying yourself, yeah, time does go quicker. Well, the interest as well, you, it has like a breakdown of your activity throughout the year and which months. It's not normally that interesting, but what was, what was interesting was your PlayStation. I think you had a game time in every month other than May and June, which was Tears of the Kingdom territory. So oh, yeah. a there clear sort of pattern there. Yeah. Of like, oh, I'm on that. Just starting back to that, those Switch games, Tears of the Kingdom, Bayonetta 3, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Uh-huh. Is that up to snuff for you? I mean, there's some, I mean, Wonder and Tears of the Kingdom widely regarded as great. Bayonetta sort of on the, on the cusp of being good, but let down by certain things. Is that a, is that a strong Nintendo year for you in terms of the games you played? No, I'm. Did you know what? I, it, I remember like when we used to speak more about their situation before the Switch, and um, mm. my one big hope when they dropped the 3DS was then you know they're not developing for two consoles, and you should see a real uplift in first-party content. I just don't feel that's happened at all. Mm. As in, quality's always been there with Nintendo, apart from Pokemon, as you always say, but. <laughs> doesn't need to be good. Um, it doesn't. It's, but, um, it's obvious, yeah, is. just their, their output is just... I, the one, I guess, third-party support is a lot better now than it has been for a long time. Yeah. But I don't I don't feel like anyone gets a Switch for the third-party stuff. Really, There are the odd little indie that comes out, and you're like, that's perfect mm. Switch game. Hades, for me, was that game. I was like, this is great on Switch. Love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, because I always feel like the Switch is my second console or third, even in some cases, it is fine. Three, yeah. two decent games, you know, that's all right. But I feel like you know we're all in a sort of privileged minority that have enough yeah. disposable income to buy multiple consoles. I don't feel like most people have that luxury. Yeah, and I, mean, I went through like the stats. It was a bit of a small, you know, data set. But I picked all the games that had scored 85 or above 
on Open Critic, and it had got a certain amount of reviews. I think it was fifty. It's like the average amount of reviews. So that because stuff on there scores like ninety two. It's got free reviews, and that isn't. Mm. No one's playing that. Yeah. No one's interested. So let's cut those out. And it was interesting to see that just on raw numbers, the Switch had the lowest because the third party support just wasn't there. I think yeah. it was like thirteen games or something. All the others were like closer to twenty. Um, but then what was extra interesting was like three of the top five games were Nintendo games. So the like if you do yeah. the, the highest scorers, Zelda being up there at second, mm. and then Mario Wonder lurking as well. Um, yeah, as a solo console on its own, I think it's a tough sell still. Yeah, it you just miss. So, I mean, look, let's look at your let's just do your PlayStation. It's Resident Evil Four can't play that. Street Fighter Six can't play that. Callisto Protocol can't play that. Dead Space can't play that. That's all available on other platforms. The Last of Us Part Two Grinded is a first party one, but you just miss out on way too much for it to be. I think for an enthusiast anyway, to, to have it, it as a sole console. Always frustrated me, really. Why are they? And I know it's not as easy as this, but if they just got a system as powerful as the others with their mm. first party content. They would be a real. Uh, there'd be a real argument for them being your premier. Oh yeah, console like yeah. no doubt. But um, yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? They just do what they want. No, it's fine. It's kind of fine to have it sitting there. I find because it's like you said, the stuff they do release is completely unique to the platform, and usually worth it. Like more yeah. times than not, it's like yeah, that was worth getting. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff like we, we joked about Princess Peach Showtime might be great, but yeah exactly you know doesn't necessarily speak to us though so you kind of have to wade through some of that stuff um let's have a look ps5 for me so 17 games 413 hours um i will say on the 413 hours i definitely don't turn my playstation 5 off i let it go into rest mode every time i finish yeah. So there's a 10 minute, I think it's 10 minutes it turns off. So there's always, after every session, there's an extra 10 minutes being added to it. So that might may well have inflated that. Uh, 387 trophies and four platinum trophies. There they are. So zero for Adcock, four for Apps. That's sort of a 4 0 drub. It's a landslide in, in many ways. Top five, number one game, Final Fantasy 16. Number two, F1 23. Interesting. Number three, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. Number four, Control Ultimate Edition. And number five, Resident Evil 4. Okay. Um, so again, two kind of remasters in there. Two games from 2023 in Final Fantasy and F1. And, oh, sorry, and, and the remake of Resident Evil 4, which was 2023. What would you make of that list? Interesting. I guess it's always going to be long because that, that is purely tracking the time spent on the games, isn't it? That that five is yeah, the five yeah. that you get in there is is game game time. Yeah, which I guess it's always going to be one like F one, isn't it? You go back to and it's... yeah, I really got hooked on that for a month or so. Like I remember seeing it; it said fifty odd hours. I was like, cool. Like the story's only 10 hours, and that was the plan. Play that and get out of there. And I was like, oh, I'll just play this stupid F1 world mode and see. And I was like, oh, I can see why people get snarled up in this, but it still felt empty. Like yeah. I'd, be, I'd get off and be annoyed at myself that I hadn't played, quote-unquote, something proper. Yeah. Um, and then I started a career and did about three races, and it was like, they take like an hour to do... I think it's like three hours to do a weekend, so you zap time by doing that, and... Um, yeah, it's interesting to see that in there because I don't think that will that would ha- has happened before. 
I'm assuming controls inflated because of a couple of pieces of DLC, right? Yes. So that was, and also it was a more, I got the platinum for it. That's one of the platinums that, that I did get. Um, oh yeah, so what are your platinums then? Before? So control was one of them. You know what? I can't remember what the other three are. I really can't remember. 17 games. It's got to be Spider-Man, surely. It's got to be one. Well, oh, so Spider-Man 2 was. I think I already yeah. had the Platinum in Spider-Man Remastered. So that wasn't... So by going through it again, it, would it count it? Or? No, because it's already... Because that, that was one of the empty things about replaying it after I've got everything, was that there was right. no kind of Platinum... Or, sorry, any, any trophies sort of pop in. I did notice that, and I was like, hmm, that's not, that's not a nice feeling. Let's have a look, see if I can get in there. Doesn't can you look by platinums? No. So God of War Ragnarok already had. Control, Marvel Spider-Man 2. I already had Horizon Forbidden West. Miles Morales, I didn't have and got, so that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, an AW Fight Forever. I platinumed Jesus. that. There you go. Nice. That's, that's the rounder. I was surprised that didn't make the list because I spent a fair amount of time in that, but Resi 4 managing to hold on to that, that fourth spot. Dead space not to be seen. Um, and then, yeah, it was a, a good year. I mean, Final Fantasy 16 was like 70-odd hours. That was a clear winner. But half the time I spent in Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. So that's what can be done. Anyway, I thought that'd just be interesting to look back at those. I think they should be a bit more robust. They're a bit of a pain to do, I find. They're a little bit like... It's like, oh, share yeah. this. And it's like, well, it's not screenshot worthy. It wants you to share a link. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do that. So, um, but no, I encourage people to do them. Actually, by the time people listen to this, they would have expired, I think, unless you're on the Patreon. I think Sony one definitely bans itself on the 6th. So if, you've, if you haven't done it, you've missed the chance. But most of you would have done it in December, like all the other flids, but... <laughs> that's that anyway that's a little look at 2024 and a look at 2023 I'm torn on whether to put a game impression at the end of this I don't know why I feel like I sh- should or not no, it's gone on pretty long hasn't it yeah it's an hour and 14 minutes I mean last year there was no qualms about chucking two hour episodes in so pick a I- short one on then well I haven't got any I was just looking through them they're all at least half hour so you know I'll just go with what Get, you get a double dose of Agcock, Super Mario Wonder. Yeah, shoot that in. So get that in. That's you know quite a a recent title. So we have a nice little bumper episode to kick us off. And uh, you'll hear Pac-Man's foot. I just looked at the thumbnail. You're wearing a different top, so people won't accuse you of wearing the same clothes all the time. Um, nice. And so am I. So both of us, they have done well. Um, I'm, I'm pleased about that because that was a concern. Um, for us but yeah Super Mario Wonder incoming Pac-Man Agcock quiz champion gets a double bill to kick off 2024 we will see you on the other side Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. you got apps here, and I'm joined by Pac-Man himself, Tom Adcock, to talk about Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Other than Zelda, this was like their number two game for 2023, so this is a big one. 
It took us a little while to get to this. I was surprised at the lack of take-up from the Dimp people. Or at least they weren't they weren't forthcoming with it. Like Adkins kind of got it, but then his kid played it with him or mostly on his own. It kind of ruined it for him. Logan, yeah. who's supposed to dive into it day one, never did. And then sort of left to you to pick up the scraps. I've boycotted the Switch until this new one is out in my hands, providing <laughs> that happens. Um, so yeah, all on all on Adcock for this. Big pressure. It's Nintendo, your favourites. Yeah, but Mario never really was my favourite. So interesting. I'll always generally play them all, but never like massively. You know, even like the uh, the big 3D ones. Now I'm sort of a bit like, mm, do I like this? Am I enjoying it? Mm. Probably not. But yeah, I think I, the, the, I grew up on the the 2D Mario's though, so I've always got time for them. So I was quite keen when I saw this get released. It kind of was quite a quick turnaround from what I remember as well. I don't know when it was announced, but it felt like sort of four or five months later it was out. So yeah, they nice. they they did do a bit of a quick turnaround on that. If you were, like, are you more 3D or 2D Mario? Like someone said to you, look, we we're gonna flip a coin, or we or you can ask you, like, what do we do? What do we keep on making? Two or 3D Mario's? What are you gonna ask them to do? Because you didn't like Odyssey, which is a disgrace to humanity. So. Yeah, do you know what? So I was sort of thinking about this myself, and I thought we'd get into this at some point, but it sounds to be mentioned, we can jump right in. In yep. that, because of, like my, it's not like I don't dis, I don't dislike three D Mario's. It's I, I just don't. I'm just not as keen on them as other people. I just sort of you mm. sometimes you know you wander in that sort of world, and you're just kind of like, oh, I found a star under a box. Like you're like, what have I done to get that? Doesn't feel like you know. It's all moons it, now, isn't it? Moons in Odyssey. Moons, you're yeah. like you'll walk through three coins and it'll go. There's a moon. You're like, where? Yeah. But there's like exactly. hundreds of them. They've just made like yeah. quantity yeah. of moons. This is absurd. Yeah, and it always just felt to me like, is this Mariana? Where's the precision needed here? You know, where's the challenge? Mm. So I was always like, Do you know what? Two D is where it's at for me. And I played a lot of Mario Maker, which obviously, you know, yeah. you know, the core game's good. I really enjoyed the building and you know playing some other stuff online really good and I've, got, I've had longevity in that it's one of the only games i've kept to kind of go back to it and just see what's happening online you know get my little subscription up and, and i'll play for a while and then drop off again um so i'll definitely always say 2d um having played through mario wonder i'll get more into it, obviously but now i'm like i don't really know what i want i think mm. the last sort of mario that i really 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 enjoyed my favorite of, of recent times would be um the one that came out on wii u that got ported over to switch i think the yeah i can't even think what it's called the one where it's basically 3d but it plays like a 2d and that you're you're in set courses you know so yeah. you have you know what i mean I can't yeah think is that the one they've name. now bundled with like bowser's fury exactly yeah. yes yeah 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 that's whatever a, that one is that's that was your that's sort of the favorite one. Favourite of recent times, yeah. 3D so, World, Super of, Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, but it was obviously 3D World before yeah. that, so. So give me that. Give me 3D Mario in a 2D Plane. Uh, yeah. system. You haven't got to piss around with the cameras and whatnot. You just, it kind of just gives you the. Yeah, the and also, yeah, freedom. just, you know, you're, exactly. It's just telling you, get to, a, get to a checkpoint, you know, and then yeah. you're happy. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know roughly how long you spent on this, on Wonder? Was it is this a sub-10 hour? Is it a sub-15, sub-20? Because 
I mean, it depends how far you take it. Like, I, I could have spent another dozen hours in Odyssey getting all the moons. Like, some people yeah. demand that you get 100%. You don't strike me as the 100% man for these after a while. So, I'm interested to see what time you kind of bailed out and was like, I'm kind of done here. Because usually there's like a an ending of sorts. It's like, well, but go back and find all this shit if you really want. But yeah, what was your sort of so, time roughly? I honestly don't know. I would say probably just north of 10 hours. Probably. Yeah. Basically, I was quite thorough in anything I kind of sniffed out, whether in in the levels, you know, they do sort of pack a lot of secrets in or in the open world. Well, I say open world, overworld bit. Yeah. I would do it. I didn't. But then once I got to the end, I know there is like a sort of, you know, like in Super Mario World, there's the, the Star World or whatever. Essentially, yeah. there's the same thing. And I found two of those levels and they're like fucking hard as nails. Yeah. And I was, I was like, do you know what? If they just gave me that world and it was linear, mm. I would have played through it. I would have made it happen. But because you had to find those stages within the open world map, I was just like, you know, what? I can't be bothered. I, I've no. kind of thought about it. I thought maybe I'll just use a guide to kind of, you know, tell me where they are or whatever and didn't do want, it. But didn't want another Forest of Illusions in Super Mario World. Costing oh, you. 10-year-old Tom had no problems, but every other Tom struggled to get past that. So. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I didn't go back. But like I said, I was quite thorough in my playthrough. Did you attempt to play this with any sort of co-op element or was it a pure didn't because it might have been a good one for yeah. Sarah to jump in on this is sort of how you get them get you say you get kids started so why not <laughs> she ain't gonna play this uh no no co-op and nor did i choose any other characters but purely because i read somewhere that although you've got options of characters yes. they all play exactly the same so i was like well what's the point oh well yeah was it yeah. was it super mario brothers 2 where that wasn't the case where they had like you had peach luigi and maybe toad and other fuck they they had different jumping distances different that's like, it yeah you know time to fall all this stuff was actually quite different between them yeah, yeah. i think jumping um like peach would literally float a big jump yeah. i think toad would pick things up out the ground quicker which was actually quite key yeah and mario was your rounder or something so yeah they've definitely done cool. that it's surprising to me didn't even get a mention. No, he did. He done like he sort of done a big floaty jump. So he did a longer jump, slightly longer, maybe, higher yeah. jump. I was thinking, yeah, uh, but um, longer legs in it. It kind of surprised me they didn't do something similar here. But yeah, I just then for what's the point? Ain't Mario's <laughs> fine. Plays him. It's, he's the main. He's the main event in it. It's his fucking yeah. game. I don't. I don't get these people who are playing like a fucking small toad when it's a Super Mario Brothers game. I'm like, look, if you have to pick Luigi, then do it. But you should really be playing these canically with Mario, as far as I'm concerned. Don't be messing around with all these other new heroes that have been introduced. It's not realistic, because this game is very realistic, I've heard. So I'm interested to hear about that. Let's do the store page. <clears throat> this is off Games' website, because I'm sick of Nintendo's stupid... Everything's an animation. You have to scroll down, click things. to unearth. I just want a synopsis, like just a little couple of paragraphs. Anyway, join Mario and friends in this new 2D side-scrolling adventure full of wonder. Surprises await around every corner in Super Mario Bros. Wonder on Nintendo Switch. Every course contains its own wonder flower. 
collect one and anything can happen. From moving pipes to tilting terrain, bouncing hoppos and stampeding bulrushes, skydiving to spacewalks, you never know what will happen next. You might even transform into something totally new. Wonder flowers are often hidden away within courses, so keep your eyes peeled for anything suspicious or out of the ordinary. Pick your favourite character and dive into the adventure with 12 different characters to choose from. It's the largest lineup in Super Mario in a Super Mario game yet. Players Luigi, Mario, Peach and more. They all play exactly the same way so you can freely use your favourite character without having to worry. It's being sold to you here as a, as a, as a plus. Uh, Yoshi is immune to enemy damage and can, oh here we go Yoshi is immune to enemy Ooh. damage can eat items and spit them out and also performs trademark flutter jump so that's the best the well, easy mode isn't they've it back, they've backtracked there though wouldn't they yeah. not all the same no that's um, oh, they, right, I think, so yeah fair enough I think they did that of Donkey Kong there's one character in there in the in the new version of like Tropical Freeze that like can't fall on spikes and stuff and it's there to right. help less skilled players or youngsters I guess to to get through that but I love that you mentioned that it was like wow oh, they're all the same so it's pointless and then yet in this very in this marketing spiel that's been written up it's there as a feature and um, that's that's interesting indeed. Um, I daren't ask this but I need to just be prudent and just make sure all bases are covered narrative story set up i mean is there any what's what's the what's the base i'm sure in bowser's shit the bed again and causing havoc and you just got to go off and fix it but it sounds like peach isn't kidnapped at least for once so there's that bit different yeah, yeah bowser just causes havoc in a new kingdom yeah i don't even know what the kingdom's called to be honest is it a wonder kingdom flower kingdom probably flowers i think yeah i know yeah <laughs> and he sort of turns himself into like a big takes a star, turns into like a big castle. You kind of wonder what he's even doing. Why does he want to become that? You know, you sort of look at it and you think, what's he done to himself? How's he going to eat his dinner? Turning to, turn to fucking weird. Resident Evil, isn't he? Just morphing into so all uh, sorts of shit. Yeah, he's happy with that. And then, yeah, it's up to you to kind of go and sort it out. But at least it's a different world. It's not a kidnapped princess. So, no. no. I mean, I, you, you're not here for the story, are you? So well, it really makes no. No difference. Imagine if it could produce a compelling story, though. It might give it an extra grade or two. guess we'll see. Any technical performance issues? I mean, I, I doubt it. Nintendo's so good at this that they're one of the few developers and publishers that you can say, yeah, hang your hat on them. Unless it's a Pokemon game, in which case I don't give a fuck. But I see it. Yeah. No, flagship Mario. He's, he's all good. He's, he's in safe hands and absolutely no performance issues. It's a game that was released in 2023 on the Switch, which is seven, eight years old as we record this. How did the game look and hold up these days? Did you did you play it handheld mostly to kind of give it its best chance, or did you put it on that beautiful big 4K TV? And if so, in either mode, how did it look? I think I played it all in all docks. I think. Bloody hell. I'm trying to think. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think I ever. Yeah, I think it was a completely docked experience. Um, so OLED pointless purchase. Let's get rid of that, really. <laughs> I did say, well, was um, it the Zelda did. one you got? Yeah. Yeah, the game that probably yeah. doesn't even use it, actually. It's probably like Metro- mm. Metroid Dread that you want to be playing on that. Or, or so this was probably good. I'm sure this was very colourful and would have popped it, but again, you didn't use yeah. it, so nah. I never know. Um yeah, I think I'm going to get rid of this. After this, that's it for me in the Switch. But keep me in touch. Well, no, just purely, I'm 
basing it on you that that has to be announcing soon that new console mm. there's nothing else lined up and every time i kind of think about selling it they Zelda announce something DLC else expansion. exactly but i'm like i'm done I'm, i've get some sort of value for this and then sit tight for something new to come out so uh but yeah i played this all getting off on a tangent here so yeah no all um docked experience and it yeah it looked great to be honest i mean the one thing they can do one they can they know the hardware yeah. obviously so you know it's it's a cartoon it's always going to look and hold up pretty well yeah yeah i don't expect anything less of nintendo they really know how to utilize that and like you say flagship mario they're not going to just chuff that out with rough edges it's going to be clean and smooth and by all accounts is so look, they're talking about these wonderful uh, look these are the 2d mario game at the end of the day i don't know how much reinvention they can do however these wonder flowers that do transform the levels people have seen you know small snippets of that in the trailers they would have undoubtedly have seen like the elephant mario turning up it was it elephant mako or it was or hippo or some big fuck was it? it was an elephant wasn't it and um changing the way mario or any of the other characters look because as it said there you've got 12 to choose from how much does this add to what is could be just considered a typical kind of 2d you know platformer is this really the uh i say watershed moment but does it add some real good compelling reasons to for people that are perhaps on the fence to jump in and do it because um i've i've done i don't know a lot because i don't want to know a lot because i do plan on playing it but you know, crazy stuff can appear and, and seems like there's ideas that people won't have thought of that are going to come through in this. And it's almost like a game within a game within a game sometimes with some of the mechanics that can pop out of it. But you talk to me about all this this flower mechanic and these wonder seeds and just how much they add to the experience. Because this is the USP of it, isn't it? At the end of the day. It is. I'll probably dial back expectations a little bit. It's, it's great. Right, it's you're telling me game. anything it's, can happen. It's fun. <laughs> And, and the terrain. Two, two gimmicks, I guess, or core mechanics, whichever way you want to look at it. One is those wonder flowers, like I said, hidden one in every level. And what that'll do is probably at a halfway point, yeah, it's normally fairly obvious, to be fair, like well, what they're saying there. Often hidden. Well, Keep your eyes exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know, for an example, you, you might have spent the level jumping on old dinosaur bones. You hit mm. the flower, the dinosaur under your foot turns into like a dragon comes to life and then oh. flies you off into like you know you might spend then a few minutes like having to balance on the dragon while he yeah. does you know loop the loops and whatnot and uh and then you'll you'll do that and that'll give you one of these wonder flowers or whatever you get and you carry on with the level then you will normally be fairly near the end at that point but they are they're really good at other times so what they said in the thing you're, you might become like an enemy character and have their jump moves and stuff and then you've kind of got to make your way again to you know a, across the terrain and get to where you got to get to get the flower so it is interesting because they are they're the best bit of every level for sure so i mean yeah. that's what i'm saying when i was quite thorough i was like if i missed it i'd go back into the level and make sure i found it because I, like, I wanted to see right what was going to happen there so it is that is good um and then i guess the other the gimmick or camp mechanic is like the mario suits or hats you know so elephant mario there's a little like mole Mario where you'll kind of be able to go like underground essentially and mm-hmm. then go up walls and whatnot. Um, what else was there? Did he have a spike on his head? Um, they're all fine. I will, if I'm honest, you know, you, you can kind of, there's like, see, there's some of the levels of these kind of like challenge runs where 
you're you'll have like three stages and enemies, and you have to kind of kill them in a certain time frame. And mm. you, you like there's three stages, and the quicker you do it, the more like bonus you'll get. And uh, at the beginning of those levels, you get a choice out of every like all all the power ups are there, basically fire Mario, elephant Mario, and it's up to you what you do. But essentially, you can get through them all with any you know. Okay. They, they're kind of all they're not much of a muchness that's kind of doing a disservice but you can kind of just pick your favorite and make it work it's not like oh i'm on this stage so this this power up is what i need it's more like okay what one works best for you yeah that will work great i kind of it did make me think to be honest just how when i was playing this game a lot i was like fuck me those ones you know back in the day they were light years like mario brothers 3 super mario world was so far ahead of themselves in what they were doing like in level design power-ups everything like the up they're so iconic that it's really really yeah it's fucking hard to kind of even in 2023 to kind of make those games better it's it's not easy No. no they're like platform perfection essentially those ones yes yeah it's interesting that they have these wonder flowers and these seeds and whatnot because if you mentioned there, if you missed one, you'd go back and try and find it. Was that immediate? It wasn't like, oh, I'll, I'll play through this end of this world or whatever it's structured and then go back no, to it. No, no. It always I'll, immediate. I'll, yeah, yeah, right away. Just get it done. And does it? do they lead to like new and interesting things like that you wouldn't have got to, like you mentioned perhaps a dragon flying off. You get to see new areas with new collectibles or other things that you kind of need to help progress go forward? Is it purely just the fun of seeing what's going to happen? Or is there a, is there a, a progression kind of requirement to start finding these because it, it can lead you or unlock newer sort of, I don't know if it's currency or whatever you're collecting to, to get through the, the worlds? Yeah, so it's that classic thing of um, where you, you need so many, like, I don't I think they're flowers, stars, moons, whatever you want to say, but I think it's flowers in this one. So yeah. you'll get you kind of need to do the wonders or a, a portion of them because you'll get to either like castles or, okay. you know, just, just, just locked bits of the world where, you know, you have to have 30, 60, 90 stars to unlock. So, and these or uh, flowers. So uh, you do kind of need to do it. You don't need to do them all, but essentially you can get one at the end of the level and one for getting your um, power up. There might be, a third way as well as other collectibles. I can't, I don't think that got you a flower though. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. And then obviously there's more, you might come across a power up more coins if you're, you're collecting them for your one ups and things, but there's so many options to get things like that and shops and whatnot. As always, mm-hmm. you don't really need that, but essentially it's like, a, it just opens up, spans the level, you know, vertically or, or it can be in any direction or something completely new. Yeah. And then it's its own little bit of the level. It's like a level within a level, essentially. Yeah. And what is the the structure of Wonder? You know, you mentioned there's like an open map or things like that. But how do you, you know, progress and, you know... You're going to be surprised to hear this. It's a little bit open world, Joe. It's, uh, I don't know what they're doing. They, they, they've gone it. They, 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 they've shit the bed and gone, right, Mario has to be open world. Just because Zelda so, was, they're copying, they're like, oh, we can yeah. do open world too. Is it just as so, barren as Zelda, is it? These open worlds? <laughs> I mean, it's a packed world, to be fair. But um, <laughs> there's either, I don't know, this is so bad. There's either six or eight worlds. There must be eight. There's always eight. Call it eight worlds. <laughs> Essentially, uh, bog standard, you, there's an overworld, you know, with all your, your normal levels, your hidden things in there as well. Um, 
you know you might kind of just have to yeah, you know go underneath a castle or something that'll be like a rock you can get through or whatever and you'll get into another world there'll be levels hidden there or shops hidden there um, those other sort of stages those kind of more challenge stages because um, most levels are like you know a to b but then you'll get other worlds where um there's like really hard stage it, it's kind of all over the place because you kind of just even in like the first couple of worlds it'll just it, every sort of level you go into mm. it will tell you it will star rate it you know one to five i think of how difficult it is okay so you'll kind of have you know and then a lot of the harder ones they're everywhere as in like from stage or world one but they're kind of more optional you don't again don't need to do those levels but again i kind of got through them all um but it, it's a weird then balance because it's never particularly hard, if you know what I mean. You just no. get to the end and you might have more of those harder three and four or five star levels, but it's not like the old school ones where it really ramps up after a certain point. It always feels very, <laughs> very doable and it's not particularly challenging. But yeah, essentially it's, it's standard Mario fare. O- overworld with some secrets, go into you know, a linear world, A to B, move on, mini boss, boss. Oh, and then that's sorry, that's what I was going to say. So once you've done one or two, or maybe three worlds, after that you've got a choice. You can go in like four directions. Okay. And kind of do it. So it is a little bit open in that respect. So if you're getting bored, you could just kind of go off and go somewhere else. But I, yeah, I, I don't know why you'd do that. Just clear down what's in front of you and move on, I say. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask about the difficulty because having been scarred by Super Mario Brothers 3 and that sort of ending world or castle whatever it was and i was like what is i mean without that rewind feature on the switch i wouldn't have got through it it would have been impossible <laughs> that's why they put those bloody warps in i think so people didn't have to go through all the i think it's an ice level as well i was like what is this yeah, I... yeah it's not... <laughs> i enjoy that is things like you know where my favorite right. platformers now are like super meat boy and uh <clears throat> celeste and things you know where it's it's that classic kind of um um feel and control and stuff but it's just it's totally what's new there is this the challenge whereas um this this is a very kind you know i, I never really struggled i think i'd be i, I did die but yeah. never often so i was going to ask you about deaths and whether there's a punishment for dying because in odyssey um it was coins that you'd lose and you never had zero coins you always had an abundance of them is this similar or have they gone back to the old school lives and i assume you never got close to losing them all but i can't imagine it resets the game like the old games used to it probably just i don't know maybe resets a score somewhere i'm not sure how they would do it these days but they don't seem to want to throw you back to the start no i'll be honest because basically a couple of times i might have got close to losing because you know like i said there's a few of those challenge levels that's where i'd kind of yeah. go through my lives i'd be like right i, I sit there and actually yeah i would die a lot on those because they were like the five star super hard ones um but what i would just get to a point where i was getting low on lives and go to one of the stores and buy some more or mm-hmm. you know redo an easy level and get some more lives <clears throat> so i never actually let them run out no. So I never got to the stage where I was continuing where it might, because I was worried it would reset me. I didn't think it would reset me to the beginning, of course. I thought, worst case, maybe to the beginning of that world. But I, was like, I don't really want that to happen. You mentioned briefly about the bosses. Sometimes, well, often these are a bit of a highlight of a Mario game, be it 2D or 3D. What are we talking about levels here? I mean, I don't expect Dark Souls levels of you know boss interactivity and difficulty, but... 
Good, fun, passable, boring. They're all quite similar, if I'm honest. Nah. And like, basically, they'll you'll have like I guess it'll all be traditional, and then basically you'll hit the guy one or two times. He'll get pissed off, and then start a wonder. And okay, like, the right. level then will, will change. But what it might mean is like the the boss room floods. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're in water, or something similar where the water will be like on the top of the screen. So if you jump all of a sudden you're in water and then you've got to try and dodge him and then get down lower. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. Or the room comes topsy turvy or the terrain changes, but essentially you're fighting the same person in every boss battle apart from when you fight Bowser. Yes. That makes sense. And is there, um, can you just get straight back into fighting the boss if you fail uh, or do you have to go through like a little mini level to get there? Or did you never you never died I, on them? I I didn't. Wow. I never died. Cocky. They're quite easy. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, I never. <laughs> I, even the last one, beating first time, and I was a bit like, "Hang on." That can't so be I don't end. know. I would imagine you're straight back in. You did it must be. Did it roll credits when you were kind of quote unquote done with the sort of scenario of it, or did it just chuck you back out there and you was like, "Oh, I'm done." <laughs> Like, or did it give you like no, a no, indicator? It, it credits. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was done. That's fine. Let's make yeah, sure. the world saved at that point. I think it literally says like uh, your little like mate who's like with you. Yeah. Um, kind of just says, "Do you want to go back out and kind of clean up?" And you're, you're like, like, "Yeah, no. you're like, nah, nah. yeah." Not going back out there, mate. <clears throat> Fucking wonder seeds causing havoc. Why would you put yourself through that hell? <laughs> uh, any any other business? Anything to to mention? If it's soundtrack, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, mean, I don't know what else other depth this, these games can provide. I, mean, I guess that is the platforming as tight and snug as it usually is. Sort of top draw. It's it's like that's it's a weird one, mate. Because I kind of come away from it saying, oh, "Do you know what? I really enjoyed that." But then also kind of like it does feel in twenty twenty three like it feels quite simple, you know, like it probably mm. had a big team behind it and probably a fair bit of money thrown at it. But you're kind of like, it was weird because I was really looking forward to it. I enjoyed it mostly. Like it's fine. A couple of mates I know played it and they just really weren't keen on it. Um, Interesting. They normally keen actually, on Yeah. One loved, uh, he's, he's a bit of a newer gamer and he played, he loved Odyssey. Absolutely yeah, loved it. Loved well, like Breath of the Wild. Once you had um, the real McCoy of 3D. That's what it can well, do. Well, that's it. So, it, and it definitely wasn't like that for me. But I was a bit like, like I said at the beginning, it kind of left me thinking, like, what do I actually want with Mario? Because I'm not massively keen on the free. Uh, to be honest, I've missed um, Galaxy and Galaxy Two, which obviously yeah. are two of the. I don't know how they play in comparison to the ones that I like and and, and don't like. But yeah, the um, Odyssey and what else was there? They've had, they did 3D World. Uh, they've had, what's that, um, that one where you got the water? Sunshine, which I Sunshine. really didn't like. Yeah. What else was there? <sighs> Galaxy, Galaxy 2. Was there one after that that was 3D? Or is that then it? I think, I think that, I think, so the 3D All-Star pack has Sunshine, Galaxy, and 64. So I think they're the three okay. core ones. And then we've got Odyssey. There might be another one thrown in there. I feel like I'm missing one that I probably. didn't particularly like. But anyway. Um, and then your old franchise at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit baffled. I mean, like I said, it's never been my favourite franchise, but I've always sort of enjoyed it, you know, to a point. And, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know what I want next, is, is kind of what I'm trying to get at. You know, I played this, and I was like, yeah, it was fine, but it also it feels it was quite basic. 
That's what mm. I would say, you know. Maybe I think because the games, for me, the evolution is in the difficulty, you know. I feel like that's where 2D games, for me, have gone. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is a throwback, but it's like the, the hardest, you know, really kind of challenges you and you quickly you die, you're back in. I'm like, okay, cool. This is this is what it's about. It's weird how it's, felt it's like, sort of turned the tables because they were hard. They were the hardest, back, think, harder ones back in the day, and now they're like, "Well, we don't want to make it too hard to run people off because it's this big, you know, accessible console for lack of a better term." But then others have taken up the mantle of, "Right, you want hard, all right?" Yeah, have it. I assume I assume the old ones were hard purely because you could beat them within what an hour if you were if you knew what you're doing. If you could yeah, beat it, yeah, they were short, so the hardness is what kind of made it take twenty or thirty or forty or fifty hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess I guess that's you've got to remember that this will be a lot of people's game yeah. to play with their kids. This will be a lot of kids' first favorite game, and you know yeah. the fact that they kind of make it accessible for everyone. I guess when you look at it through that lens, then you are kind of like, oh, it's kind of ingenious what they do because the difficulty levels are there; they're yeah. just less, and you know, not mandatory. No, cool. Any other business? Anything you've not touched upon that pops into that brain? No, just get me that botulin bin out and let me chuck this in. <laughs> well, let's, let's ask it. We've got Super Mario Brothers Wonder, 2D Wonder Case, 91 scored on, on Open Critic. Uh, where does this go? Does it does it earn itself a, a platinum, gold, silver or bronze? Or does it end up in that botulin bin where it's just left with the likes of AEW Fight Forever and, and new Pokemon Snap? Well, I'm assuming the 91 in any sort of conversion would make it a platinum, but it ain't Close. a platinum to me. It'd, I don't be know gold, it's... it'd be gold and platinum territory for sure, yeah. Jesus Christ. Good Lord. That. I would say this game is a, a, a solid silver, again, like another game safe. I reviewed recently. Yeah, nothing wrong with it, but I can't say... I came away blown away. You know, Mario, little new animation. There is definitely a Nintendo bump in there because I remember when this came out and everyone was going, <laughs> "Oh, he tips his cap as he goes through a pipe," and you're like, "Oh, fuck, does he? Good for good for Mario. Like that's, that doesn't make the game any better. A little animation quirk. Christ. So I'm bumping it down. I'm, I'm surprised. It, I thought it was going to end up as a bronze. The way you were talking about it, sort of not that interested, but cool. No, because you know what? Yeah, I liked it. I did have fun. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got home from work every night, and any time I had some free time, it was nice. In a way, it was really nice to play something very simple. I very much enjoyed my time with it, but then instantly forgotten, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was fun, but, so, you know, yeah. I mean, because by design, it's it's a more simple game. There is no yeah. story. There's nothing to kind of resonate with afterwards. You're just like, yeah, I had fun with those levels. What's next? Nothing. Yeah. Right. Get me cool. Alan Wake. Well, coming to a podcast near you, if we ever get through it. Could be a double act for that as well. But uh, there we go. Super Mario Bro- Brothers Wonder earns itself a silver from Adcock into the Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery. Nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da.
This was a Dimp Digital production.